Welcome to Pursuing Perfectcellence, the weekly, bi-weekly, or frankly, whenever I can get around to it, leak glimpse into my type A-tastic journey away from the paralyzing pursuit of perfection and toward the empowering expectation of excellence. I'm your host, Hannah Holmes. Now, buckle up. I'm not exactly sure where this car is headed, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fun ride. Hey friends, welcome back to this week's edition of Pursuing Perfectcellence. I am excited to introduce you to this week's guest, Christine Curtis Carr. Christine and I go way back. We actually graduated from high school together and now she serves as the executive director of the Abilene Education Foundation, which is a nonprofit community organization created to promote and enhance excellence in education for students and teachers of the Abilene Independent School District through the enrichment of its programs. Stay tuned at the end of this interview and I'll tell you a little bit more about some of the AEF programs and also tell you how to find them to find out more about all of the different programs that they offer. Christine is also an entrepreneur. She is the owner of a cycling studio here in town called Fire Cycle and Christine's gonna walk us through her mindset, how she juggles all the things and maintains such a positive, upbeat attitude, brings fierce energy wherever she goes. I'm telling you, I get excited over and over again, even as I was going through the audio for the second and third time, because of all of the nuggets of just wisdom and insight and practical things that she gives us to help us who want to better ourselves, really take charge of our days and take charge ultimately then of our lives. So sit back, really soak this one up. You may even want to take some notes. I am excited to introduce her to you. Here's Christine. Christine, I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm glad to be here. We go way back. We do. All the way, well, except that we're so fresh and young that it couldn't be that far back. <laughs> true, but. True. <laughs> I remember when I turned 40, you sent me a message and you said, hey, this is it. This is like, <laughs> this is our decade. Yeah. Do you remember what you said about? I like, don't. Do you remember? I don't remember at all. Well, <laughs> but that you, totally sounds like something I would Yeah. <laughs> well, you said, you know, I think it's the decade where we've gotten the knowledge. We, we can go, I've experienced all these things and I'm not so overly concerned with what the world is thinking and yet you're still growing because turning 40 is it's a time when you're like oh my gosh I'm over the hill some people may or may not walk into that age with glee but you reminded me like this is this is a positive thing to yeah. be venturing yeah. into the 40s yeah my 40s have been fantastic so I've really enjoyed them so far yeah I'm still in my early 40s so yeah. I'm only I'm about to be three years into them so, yeah. yeah, but they've been great. I've really, I've, I've really enjoyed them. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What is it about this, this decade? Well, so everything that I've built up to this point, I have a little bit more stability. Mm -hmm. So in my 40s, so, you know, having a little bit more financial stability gives you more options. And then also have stability in like who I am as a person. So mm -hmm. feeling more confident in my decisions and where I want to go next or the next step or even just being present. In the everyday moment just have a little bit more confidence in that awesome and that's something I've discovered have you always been a confident person I would I would consider myself a confident person but I definitely am committed to personal growth and that helps your confidence over time yeah so I so, started that journey early on what does personal growth look like to you yeah so personal growth it it's kind of evolved for me over the years you know um, my first really outside influence uh, in personal growth was um, right after I graduated college and I was really uncertain with my career path and kind of the direction that I wanted to take and my mom bought me uh, the Tony Robbins CDs off an infomercial. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and she gave them to me as a gift. Now she had never listened to them, but she said, I think this will help you. And I think about that sometimes and I'm like, that was really amazing that my mom watched this infomercial knew I was kind of struggling with some of these life questions, 
bought this expensive CD set and yes. gave it to me as a gift. <laughs> That's pretty profound. And she had never even no, listened even to them herself. To them. <laughs> That's so funny. And so did that influence you? Did it, did you, it did. did it help you? It did influence me. Now, my dad, he had been a lifelong reader. And so he had taught me, um, by example, growing up, the importance of personal development and professional development. So he always was reading, and that's something that I have developed. So I read a lot. I read constantly. Um, and so that was a habit that I had already kind of picked up um, and then started to gain even more steam in my 20s and 30s and, of course, well into my 40s. Mm -hmm. When you interviewed me for... Uh, coming to work at the Abilene Education Foundation, yeah. one of the questions you asked me was, what are you reading right now? Mm -hmm. And when I called you recently, I told you, you know, I'm trying to build my circle mm -hmm. of influence with other people who are like-minded and growing and who are going to help push me or pull me or whatever it is along to the next level. And you came to mind because I see that as a way of life for you. And one of the things you asked me, even in response to that was, <laughs> awesome. This sounds great. What are you reading right now? Uh, so I can tell that that is something that is really valuable to you. So how many books would you say you read a year? Well, I read about eight a month. So wow. we could do the math on that real quick. So that's typically I've got one fiction book going at the same time that I have a nonfiction book going or a biography. Okay. I've recently only gotten into the biographies. That's not something that has typically been something that I would like to read, but I read a lot. What do you think about it now that you've started doing the biographies? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm learning more. Um, I can't digest it as quickly, mm -hmm. so I can find sometimes that I get a little impatient because uh, with fiction, I'll read fiction way slower. Like, I'm not as, because it's fiction, you know? You yeah. just kind of go along yeah. and it's fine. <laughs> but with nonfiction, uh, I find myself, you know, I'll read, I'll skim, I'll read, I'll skim. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to kind of get the gist of what's going on because there's a lot of meandering that happens in nonfiction. I used to be a a, a one booker mm -hmm. at a time, and mm -hmm. it's only recently that I'm reading like seven books at once. Not really seven, but I am reading three or four at once, mm -hmm. and it's that's just different for me. And part of it's because I I am not as much of a reader. Once I once I get into a book, I can really enjoy it, and I can get captivated by, say, a fiction book, mm -hmm. but then I won't pick up another one for a really long time. Generally, I lean toward nonfiction, self-improvement, kind of personal mm -hmm. growth books, but I may read a little bit of it, and then I'm like, meh, and I'm done. But I've committed, because I'm trying to build new habits, and one of them is just to read 10 pages a day. And I'm trying to instill that in my kids as well, because they want to do, they think reading the only purpose of reading is for AR points and then oh, it becomes yeah. very overwhelming to them when mm -hmm. AR points come due even though they enjoy reading they also have paradigms in their mind that they need to break down about mm -hmm. that but I'm like listen if you read 10 pages a day that's 3,650 pages in a year and how does that compare to just telling yourself like I'm gonna read this number of books or whatever and so it's helped me to get in the habit of reading and then I find myself not feeling so conflicted by oh I'm reading this book over here and this book over here mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah. It, it used to be so conflicted like yeah. what how can I read this over here because I need to absorb this and I need mm -hmm. my my mind track you know mm -hmm. to be on this so so my habit is typically nonfiction in the morning through lunch and then fiction in the evening. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the way that I approach my reading. So fiction is kind of, if you're reading fiction, particularly in the evening, think of that as replacing your TV. And so yes. that's... It's great. It doesn't have to replace, but no, that's kind great. of a great way to think about, like you're winding your mind down, you're enjoying a story, it's not getting you thinking in a bunch of thought patterns about how this, does this apply to my life. You know, if you're reading a mystery novel, you're not mm -hmm. probably thinking about... How can I apply this to my work or my relationships or, you know, my purpose? You're just unwinding your mind. That's so good. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Already learning from you. I feel like I'm <laughs> always learning from you. We have to be intentional with our relationships and with the different compartments of our life, you know. And so you have a lot of different compartments of life. Mm -hmm. You know, you are um, over here. You're the executive director of the Abilene Education Foundation, mm -hmm. which is a very public role mm -hmm. and a role of 
just great influence and great responsibility and you're a wife and Mm -hmm. you are a sister and a daughter and now you have a cycling studio Mm -hmm. and I really want to talk to you more about that in a few (laughs) minutes too sure um so how do you keep it all in balance how do you keep every all the parts moving where one thing's not lagging and you know I know Mm -hmm. that that you're just really good at keeping all that working for you yeah so some things that have worked for me uh, or things that are even working for me now I would say I'm very intentional with my day so say like right now I've carved the time out to be here with you Mm -hmm. on this podcast so anything else that could come in and compromise that time that's a distraction Mm-hmm. That's not the intended purpose of this set amount of time. Right. And so when you just get really clear about your time, it gets a lot easier to schedule and it gets a lot easier to say pretty quickly, this is a distraction. Okay. And it's not always what you think. Like sometimes, uh, not that you would think, that, but what people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should say. Um, for example, like a lot of times people will say to me, oh, if I could just stop watching TV or if I could just do this or that, I could get so much more done. Well, if you're more, if you're intentional with that time, then it's not a distraction. So if I have set time to watch a movie with my husband at seven o'clock and we're going to eat dinner together, Mm -hmm. if I call him and I say, Hey, I need to work late. And I've made the decision then to work on a project work as a distraction. Ah, that relationship. Yeah. So because I had set aside time to be with him in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So if I make a decision at that point to go in another direction, then work as a distraction at seven o'clock at night on a Tuesday that I have dedicated to spend time with him. That is really good, Christine. And I think that it's very important because it is really easy. That mm-hmm. is so good to just say like, these are the things. And so do you literally carve out every minute of your day or do you carve out it's not every minute but Mm -hmm. I do carve out blocks and Mm -hmm. there are days that are pretty full and so I do have to block out by 15 minute increments Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't like to get it that tight but I also block in transition time or break time as well Mm -hmm. so um, I've gotten a lot better and I had to learn the hard way on that one (laughs) just to really not to put back-to-back meetings or if I've got a meeting with somebody that I know is also going to want to talk to me about their dog and their cat and their children Why'd and you where they went on vacation. Why you said that? I'm you know, just <laughs> if we're gonna, if they're, if they're gonna need, if we're gonna need thirty minutes to talk about whatever we're gonna talk about, and I know that they're also gonna need thirty minutes for us to catch up, I can't schedule thirty minutes. I've right. got to schedule an hour, and then I got to schedule fifteen minutes so I can recharge before I go into the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I've just gotten way more intentional about how I schedule my day. And so I'm that way I'm not burnt out at the end of the day. I don't, I'm not saying I always like nail it, but, um, I'm, that helps you manage your energy. So when you're done with your day and you get home, you don't get home and you're just like, Oh, just forget it. Everybody leave me alone. Right. I hate my life. Like I'm going in the bedroom, I'm watching TV. Nobody talk to me right? because you just can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. So you get more intentional with how you spend your energy and then you have energy at the end of the day. That's good. Yeah. So that's a habit that has really served me well. That's good. And that's why you are able to bring fierce energy pretty much everywhere you go. Thanks. I, I loved the, um, the song when we were, at, when I was at your class last night at fire cycle, it was, it was about being like stubbornly optimistic or, Oh yeah, uh, that's a good one. I, um, passion, fashion by Judah and Lion. I think Joan and the Lion, Judah and the Lion, something like okay, that. Okay, okay. I have to try to remember. But oh, yeah, man. It's a, I think it's a newer track, but I don't know. It all mixes together. I loved it. Yeah, it's a I, good one. Just the, that word, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this makes me yeah. energized. Yeah, so. Monday is Motivation Monday, so we do a little extra, you know, okay. extra motivation. <laughs> I got you, because sometimes you got to have that, Yeah, right? you got to have it. One of my favorite quotes. That hurt to smile. I, I want to transition into talking about that for a sure. minute, but I um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, I saw it on a meme or something once, was like, does a shark go around complaining about Mondays? No, a shark goes around eating things, chewing things up, destroying <laughs> the, you know, whatever the things that sharks do. And they just go and do it and say like, I'm a freaking shark. This is what I do. <laughs> you know, I don't remember how it was exactly, but it's so good. It's like, do we really have to complain about our Mondays? Like, no, go out there, conquer. And so let's talk about fire cycle. Yeah. 
When did you open Fire Cycle? And tell me about that journey. So um, we opened our doors. Our first ride was September 7th of 2019. So we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that milestone. Do you have a celebration in order? We do. We're doing a lot of things throughout the month of August to mm -hmm. kind of lead up to it. Little things like last night we did Topo Chico right, night. Yeah. Um, we're doing a couple wind-down Wednesdays where afterwards we have a little bit of wine in the, uh -huh. in the parking lot so we could be outside. And then, you know, just... Just a few little things, and we'll have a big celebration on the 7th. How fun. I just noticed through visiting with you or seeing it on your social media that you would go out of town, mm -hmm. and anytime you were on a trip, you were at a cycle studio. Were you yes. doing that because you just wanted to go do that, or was it because you loved that? It was a part of your past, but now you were doing some research because you knew this is what you wanted to do. You know, I you cycle as a kid. Mm -hmm. you know, I love yeah. riding my bicycle. And I loved the freedom of being on my bicycle. You know, as a kid, just having that ability just to go out and find your friends and just the wind in your hair and just to be free. And I was trying to recapture a little bit of that when I made the decision to open the cycling studio. Okay. But the journey from childhood to the cycling studio is a whole other one. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed outdoor cycling. So my dad and I in college would do a lot of outdoor riding together. And then it kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. And then I started picking it back up. And then my husband and I would ride outside a lot. And so we, you know, got the, the great bikes. We clipped in with the shoes. Um, we would go on these long bike rides. Sometimes we'd enter some races. You know, just, it was just for fun. We just enjoyed sure. it. And it was something that we could do together. And it's just great to be outside and have just so much empty space to think. Mm -hmm. And so then, I don't, I guess it, the time kind of runs together. Maybe it was like six or seven years ago. I was visiting my sister in Chicago and we went to an indoor cycling class that is performance-based and there's a difference. It's rhythm riding. There's a performance element to it. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to mimic the outdoor okay. road. It's not trying to mimic an outdoor experience. Sure. And so there's really two kind of schools of thought with cycling, especially indoor cycling. And so... I loved it. I couldn't get up at all. Like I sat there the whole time and just stared at everybody. I was in full running gear because I was running at the time. I so was you were ill prepared. So you told us that last yeah, night. Yeah, that was you totally were, true. It was true. Okay. Totally true. Um, and and so I, I just looked at everybody and I was like, oh my word, this is insane. Um, but I but I loved it. I thought this is so unique, and I I just felt better after I left. And time flew by. It didn't feel like I was working out. And I pushed myself really hard, even though I'd never gotten up once. It was just the, the combination of the music and the drive of the beat and the way that the instructor had put the class together. Mm -hmm. So after that point, I loved it. So I would look for other cycling studios that were similar. So whenever we traveled, I always wanted to go and just be like, I just want to go because I wanted that, okay. that fix of that type, that style of cycling. And then over time... You know, I would cycle in town at different places, and I enjoyed it, but in my heart, I was just like, oh man, I wish we had something like that here. Yeah. I just wish we had that. I just, I really, I, I think people would enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, and then one day, I was hanging out with my husband, and he said, you should just open that. You should open one. And I laughed. Okay, I was and wondering, I was like, what was your reaction? Oh. Like, I went, oh. And then I stopped and I looked at him and he was like, you should open that. And I was like, I should open that. That's like, and he, so and I was like, you nailed it. I should open it. And he was like, let's do it. He was like, I'm on board. Let's do it. And so it took us about a year. We worked with the small business development center. We had to run the financials to see if we could even do it. How much money do we need? We had to mm -hmm. find the right partner. You know, it took a while to, from the moment we decided we should do that, we should look into it. Um, and I did a lot of work to figure out if it was really what I wanted to do. Because wanting, saying you want to do something because you love it isn't the same as like actually making the commitment to do it. True. So yeah. um, that that was a, another journey as well. But about a year later, we we were ready. We opened our doors. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Have you have you looked back? Have, any regrets? Yeah. I have no regrets. I love oh, it. Wonderful. Yeah, it's fantastic. And so. Your setup is different. People it can is. go online, and and we're just gonna take this minute to kind sure. of plug how it works. Yeah, you will bet. you just talk about how you I can will, sign and up that's also classes? part of that's part of the business model because at Fire Cycle it is about the workout, but it's also about making a commitment to your self care, 
And so you need to go online, you have to create an account, you have to book that bike. And then 24 hours beforehand, you have to confirm that you're going to make mm-hmm, that commitment. Mm-hmm. And then you even get a reminder that you have made that commitment yeah. <laughs> to be there. And it's a little different for people in, in our area. That's a common thing you see in other areas, but it's sure. new here. You don't see that as much. And that's a, what I get a lot of questions about. But um, making that commitment to say, I will be there. You have paid to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. And then you get the reminders to be there. That is great whether you have a workout partner or don't because people who work out with somebody else, if you know I'm getting up at 5 a.m. to go on that walk and I got to meet my best friend and if I don't show up, she's going to be standing there by herself. Like there's a, mm-hmm. right, there's some yeah. something there that gets you, up out of, yeah. gets you up out of bed. So that's the accountability part of Fire Cycle. We are a community, so we're going to be accountable to each other and we're going to show up and we're going to give it our best. I love that. So that's, that's part of what it is. But yep, you book your bike. I love it. Book your spot. You also have the commitment knowing that, you know, if I don't show up, I've just prevented someone else from getting in on this class because they you all have. fill up. You have. And much. right now with um, the pandemic, mm-hmm. we're a small studio anyways, so that we, it's meant to be small. It's meant to be intimate. It's, mm-hmm. we're meant to be close. And so we have, normally we have 11 bikes, but right now we have six because right. of social distancing. And so like last night, we all six bikes were full and we had a wait list. Mm-hmm. And so if one of those riders didn't show, then right. somebody who wanted that bike, like you mentioned, wouldn't have had it. Yeah. You know, Ed Milet, do you ever listen to Ed Milet? Yeah. Have you? He's a product of Tony Robbins. And um, he says that the way that we build confidence is by making promises to ourselves and keeping them. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, that reminded me of that philosophy yeah. that you, that helps to build people's confidence too, because mm-hmm. you're making a commitment, you're making a promise to yourself, and then with a lot of accountability and nudging, you're keeping that commitment. And when you're trying to get going with a physical a health routine or a wellness routine, it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. to stay committed to that program and to believe in yourself. And a lot of us have done really well and then we fall off the wagon and then we do really well and then we fall off the wagon and it's amazing how easy it is to get really involved in something and very habitual about it and Mm -hmm. then how quickly we can be like huh how did Mm -hmm. I how did I have that as such a routine part of my life and now I I just I'll get to the end of the day and be like oh crud I totally should have found a time to work out today and I didn't didn't make it a habit yeah so and and that's part of the experience that we're creating at Fire Cycles, we want it to be so much more than a workout. Mm-hmm. We all need to create spaces in our lives where we can go and we can just break. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't get to keep your cell phone at your bike. You gotta put it in a bin. It's good. Like it's dark, mm-hmm. it's loud for a reason. We take a moment to ride in complete silence to one song for a reason. Because we all need to find not not just space to like physically improve our bodies, but improve our minds mm-hmm. and kind of just refresh and reset mm-hmm. for the rest of the evening. If you're coming first thing in the day for the rest of your day, mm-hmm. you know, because stress is a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that a lot of times, as a lot of stuff that we you read and that I probably read, you know, talk about it. You know, there's lots of different philosophies on stress. Is it truly self-created? Is how much of it is external? You know, but. But it is a real thing that we have to deal with in mm-hmm. life. And so having those spaces where you can just be free for 45 minutes and be yourself, where you're not a mom, mm-hmm. you're not a dad, you're not somebody's wife, you're not somebody's husband, mm-hmm. you're not the director of something, you're not the barista at a coffee shop or whatever other title you want to put on yourself. You right. just get to be you for 45 minutes on a bicycle. It's good. I love that. And it goes back to kind of one of the things that you loved about cycling mm-hmm. in the first place is that wind in your hair yeah. and just that you can, you have all this open space to think. I love trail riding and it's not a bunch of open space. There's a lot of cactus, <laughs> occasional risk of a rattlesnake, but I love that. There's mm-hmm. something, I mean, I truly love cycling. I've never done open road cycling, but I could see where that just is. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Talk to me about self-care. You were kind of talking about that. And that was something else that attracted me about Fire Cycle and that I loved because, like I've told you, I saw you instructing and I was like, oh, Christine, (laughs) 
this is where she belongs. This is what she does. You call people up to be the best version of themselves and you, you yeah. spur people on toward growth. But it comes from this place of commitment to yourself and not like self-love beyond, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to consume it upon myself. But it's because you know that you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of all the other people and, and organizations and such that are depending on you. Mm-hmm. And so that was a piece of fire cycle that, again, like all of the things that I was like, oh, and it was that mindfulness piece that when you said, here at fire cycle, we always have one song that is just our song and you turn the lights down. And, and I was like, of course, this is a <laughs> studio that, so is, first of all, is that why, because fire cycle is not just an Abilene, correct? No, it is. It's completely unique. It's my oh, creation. Oh, it is. It's not a franchise. It's my creation. I don't know why I was thinking. No, 100% unique. All of our curriculum is unique. All of our rides are unique, and they're all fresh every week, because nobody wants to do the same stuff over and over. You need new. You need new. You need creative. You need creative expression. It's a hundred percent so authentic. Awesome! I did not know that. That makes me even more excited. Yep. And so then that even makes more sense. I thought, <laughs> is that why you were drawn to Fire Cycle? No. Is because of that piece of it that resonates so much with who you are and the things that you value. But no, it's because you're creating it. Yep. So where, where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm not trying to be like pushy, but surely yeah. like, are you, do you have vision for like expansion? Yes. Or? Okay. We have, we have great vision. Um, right now we are trying to just obviously grow our rides and, and grow awareness you know a lot of people still don't know who we are what we're doing or they're like well it's just working out or it's just cycling or it's just like a lot of the at home mm-hmm. like so I'm like we are nothing like it's that. not <laughs> like we're nothing like that one class in and I can agree we're nothing like hardly, that and I yeah. and I I have appreciation for all of those programs mm-hmm. I don't discredit any of them I subscribe to a lot of the at home programs so I can replenish myself and train but we just want to do something completely different mm-hmm I love that. And so you're creating this opportunity for complete wellness, you know, mm-hmm. just right here. It's in a this... whole body workout. That's why yes, we do a weight routine. the weights. That's why we do crunches on the bike. That's why mm-hmm. we do push-ups, you know, and all of our instructors have a little bit different style, you know, and so you can read about them on our website. Okay. Uh, but they all follow that model. So every class will have a reflection song. Some of our instructors, like we have an instructor, Josh, he likes to do extra weight routines because that's his thing, right? <laughs> right. So he let, that's his so thing. So you know if you see Josh, you see and Josh you're going to be doing at least two arm weight routines. So get ready, you know, and people love it, you yeah. know, but they, they know that and they, they, or if they don't know it, they find out really quickly. <laughs> so what is so, the website, speaking of which? It's firecycleabilene.com. Okay. Firecycleabilene.com. So that's good. Yes. I love it, Christine. Thanks. That's so good. Thank I can't you. wait to see <laughs> Like, what's next? You have this vision. You have a very unique program. You know, that's really great that you're saying, like, we're going to make sure we have all your ducks in a row. Maybe mm-hmm. not all of them, but, like, so speaking of which, mm-hmm. let's talk about perfectionism. Let's do it. Because you said, <laughs> when I told you I wanted to have you on, mm-hmm. you said, I'm a recovered perfectionist, so I, I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> what if you were a perfectionist and you were trying to start fire cycle how would that have looked I would have never done it mm-hmm. I would have never done it fear would have stopped me okay because because there were so many moving parts there was the business part there was the physical transformation part of learning how to become an instructor oh yeah right so like I had to learn how to do that you know on top of learning how to open a business uh, we partnered with Firehouse Fitness, mm-hmm. um, and so we had to work with them on renting out that space to create and how to make that work with their members because we are a different model, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but it's been an awesome partnership. Okay, you know? yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah. So there was just so much to try to figure out that I didn't know. <laughs> just like, all right, you know what? I'm not gonna be able to figure out all the options. Mm-hmm. That's just not possible. So I'm going to figure out the best three options that I know right now, and I'm going to pick the best one out of the best three that I can identify. Okay. Does that make sense? Because like when you, with perfectionism, the problem is, is you, you keep thinking, or when I was really caught in that loop, you know, I would say late twenties, early thirties, it was really, I was really caught in it a lot. I wanted to think through all the options, all the different things that could 
happen? All the different ways that I could go. Should it be A, B, C, D, E, F, G? You know, what happens here? What happens here? What happens here? And it's paralyzing. It's almost like you have a flow chart in your brain. You do. Like that never ends. And not everybody's mind works that way. But Mm -hmm. when you have a mind that can go in all those directions, you have to find a way to like pare it down and just be like, okay, so I'm either going to just look at all of this or I'm going to pare it down and I'm just going to pick one and move forward. Mm -hmm. And if it ended up being the wrong choice, then I learned from it and I'm going to make the next choice. And you just have to like make yourself make that decision. Was there anything in particular that was a light bulb moment from, for you in your thirties or whatever that made you go like, this just isn't working for me. And then how did you set on course to kind of shift that mentality in yourself? I don't know that it was one defining moment, but I remember waking up just a series of days, waking up and dreading the day. Okay. Like, I'm not talking about going through like a season of winter or mm-hmm. a season of sadness. I'm talking about, I don't like the person I am in the world. Okay. And why not? Right? Yeah. I'm into personal development. I feel I've got all this, I've got a great career. I've got friends. I'm married. I'm with my, I have my family. I have, I have so much why do I feel so unfulfilled? And I think I really, at that point, had to just admit that and mm-hmm. get really clear about what is the problem. Mm-hmm. Because when everybody else is the problem, everybody else is not the problem. That's so true. Right? Very true. So my husband wasn't giving me what I needed. My parents weren't giving me what I needed. My job wasn't giving me what I needed. I couldn't give myself what I needed. I just was too tired all the time. I was too overwhelmed all the time. It's like, no, okay, wait a second. What's happening here? You know, and then looking into a little bit more, I was like, maybe it's maybe it's me. Maybe what worked for me in my 20s and my early 30s, right? Because that perfectionism was also masked a lot of times as achievement. Mm-hmm. And it really worked. Okay. And then it didn't. Okay. Right? It really worked great. Like I could just maximize the day. I could get so much done. Mm-hmm. I could just check off all those boxes and mm-hmm. just, you know, oh, look at everything I got done today. Mm-hmm. People were happy. They knew they could call me and I somehow would get it done. Uh-huh. Somehow. Because yeah. I, I knew, yeah. going to make it happen mm-hmm. in some way. And, but then I was just like, huh. Yeah. But I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel alive. I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. Yeah. You know? And so I had to really just go down a different path of personal development, one that didn't have anything to do with achievement. Okay. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So um, one author that I really got into, and I still really appreciate uh, his work, is Brendan Burchard. Mm -hmm. And his books don't, on the surface level, seem to be addressing that. They talk mm-hmm. about high-performance habits, sure. which for a type A person, you're like, give it to me. That's it. <laughs> you're like, I'm give reading, it to me. I'm actually gonna, listening yeah, to I'm the like, audiobook okay, right now. Yeah. So you're like, you're going to tell me how to get more out of my day? Give me the stuff. Give it to me. I want to know. I want to know the secret. You uh-huh. know? But if you really delve into his work, you start to realize that high-performing people, they don't do that. They're just more intentional with their day. Mm-hmm. And they get really clear about what they want. So when they see what they don't want, it's real quick to Mm -hmm. identify. You can say, that's thank you, but no thank you, that's not for me. Particularly with their time. That's really good. That that is, I'm hearing what you're saying. It's like when you, because I think that that's an area where I've wavered a lot is not knowing, not having clarity on where I'm, where I'm headed and mm-hmm. so you know maybe I have this high achieving perfectionism thing but I I it also comes out in a whole lot of pleasing the masses mm-hmm. like um the you know when I was in college the way it played out was if a professor patted me on the back and told me what a great student I was I wanted to change my major to that mm-hmm. major because that person believes in me mm-hmm. and maybe it was like a hint of at some point along the way 
and I don't know how, I can't look at how it happened, but that I lost belief in my own self. I used to work at Starbucks years mm -hmm. ago and I had a customer, a regular customer, one day he said something to the effect of like that I cling to positive affirmation and he just took note and spoke out to me that someone was robbing me of my confidence mm. and because he saw how much I would cling to anybody who was giving me positive affirmation and so mm -hmm. it was carried on from yeah. like that's what I did in college the way it played out was changing my major all the time with with him he was just a regular customer mm -hmm. and if he said something nice to me I was like oh like what? Well, I, like I didn't really want to believe that about yeah. myself, and and the way it played out in relationships, like with friendships, I had these just magnificent friendships in Austin when I lived there, and I would just look and go like, how do I get to have these people in my life? Like how are these outstanding, amazing people wanting to be around me? Mm -hmm. And I had a friend say, Hannah, like you don't. Like, do you not see yeah. who you are? Like, you're drawing people to you who are, who, because you give as much, you know? And so just believing that, it's a, it's a weird to mm -hmm. get to the point of being like, and to recognize, like, I don't believe. Like, how do I not believe? Like, there's nobody that, I mean, there's, you know, we could look back at like my ex-husband and say, like, yeah, he probably, you know, smacked it out of me a little bit. But, um, but like in childhood and stuff, I'm like, yeah. I don't know where that kind of went, where it went away. Mm -hmm. Isn't that yeah. funny? It like, is funny. And there's a lot of, there's a lot about that out there in the personal development world. Uh -huh. I'm sure you've read about some of it, about the pleasing and the habits of pleasing and wanting the affirmations. And it's just like, it's a destructive loop that really robs you from actually just being fully alive. Yeah. And I know I've used that word a few times, but that is where, for me at least, when I started to get clear about how do I feel fully alive again? How do I be not just present, but also work on my future, feel the day, mm -hmm. end the day, feeling good about the day, you know, even if the day didn't go according to plan. Right. Right? So... How do I get there? So I wanted to go from where I was in this perfectionism kind of loop right. to, well, just not feeling like that to start mm -hmm. with, but how to get to there. Like, how do I just get into my life? Yeah. You know, and quit holding back and quit holding on to achievement. And so Brendan Burchard was... Mm -hmm. That was one of the big authors. Influential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's been really influential in my yeah. life. Yeah. Can you see that there was a timeline of this change? Or was it something where you just woke up one day and you're like, well, this isn't working and I'm going to change at this moment? Like, no, this it was it. a little bit more gradual. Mm -hmm. So I made the commitment to change. Mm -hmm. I knew that... And it, I was sad because so much of my identity was, was tied up in achieving. Mm -hmm. So I had to just get really quiet and mm -hmm. journal a lot about why did that matter so much to me? Mm -hmm. Why did achievement and being recognized for achievement matter to me? Right. And there wasn't one answer for that. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was habit stacking and habit building and the fact that it got me places in my 20s and 30s. Sure. It opened doors for me. I would work harder than anybody else at things I could have cared less about. I covered for people for things I cared could not have cared about yeah. and ran myself ragged for things that were not fulfilling my life's purpose at all. Mm -hmm. And I did it because of achievement, not even sometimes because I'd made a commitment. You mm -hmm. know, I know these are kind of gray areas that I'm talking about because like you need to obviously to like you make a commitment, you want to see it through. Mm -hmm. But there's also a point where you're like, okay, I've seen this commitment through. It's now time for me to step back and let somebody else take that on. That's oh, no longer yeah. my my role there. Mm -hmm. um, and getting just a little bit more clarity on what that needed to look like. So I'd say it was a little bit more gradual, but it was also me being very intentional of, I see that. It's not working for me, so I've got to figure out what is going to work for me now. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid to make that change, right? Because mm -hmm. they're like... Oh, but this works so well. I want it. I still want it to work. I want it to work, but I'm so unhappy. Well, then it's not working. Don't waste ten years of your life. Yeah. Like it, and I'm so thankful that it did work for me. Yeah. Because it did. It yeah. did work for me, and it worked beautifully. 
<laughs> yeah. And then it didn't anymore. And then I needed to change. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what is your why? You have something that drives you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like as you have clarity of that. Is there a trick to getting to that place of clarity, first of all? And then I want to know what your, I want to know more about you and what your clarity is. Sure. I wish this was, I wish these were my words. I don't know whose they are. So I heard an author say once, it is important for those that are committed to the path of personal development that you learn how to strive satisfied. Okay. So it's not that you don't continue to strive, that you don't continue to want for your life or that you have vision for your life, but you also have to learn how to be happy here and now and to celebrate how far you've come. That's good. And I think that's the balance that holds so many people back. Like they think one day when I get here, right, then everything else is going to line up. One day when I'm this size, one day when I'm this fit, I hear a lot of that. And I'm like, no, 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 just be fit now. Just get on the bike now. Yeah. Just feel good now. Yeah. Like feel good now. And then you will continue to feel good. Yeah. Like feed your body, like be healthy, mm-hmm. like stop when you're full, things like that. I mean, I know I'm throwing up no. some, like a lot of just random No, notes, but it's but, so good. Yeah. But just do it now. Feel that way now. Feel beautiful now. Yeah. You know, and you will continue to feel that way. That's one of the one of the books that I'm reading is is mindfulness. It's by Mark Williams and Danny Penman, and it's an eight week kind of training course on mindful meditation. And I love it because that's the thing it teaches you is to accept things just as they are right now without judgment. And I think one of the biggest um, obstacles, mental obstacles, I come across is judging myself for whatever's in front of me, whether it's Mm -hmm. my kid throwing a tantrum or whether it's how I've responded to my kid throwing a tantrum or how I feel about any given thing or um, if my family is all bickering when we're trying to go out to dinner, I judge myself and I judge and instead just going like, this is okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to, like, this doesn't mean that life sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but, like, this yeah. is just, like, take a deep breath. And there are moments that are cruddy. Yeah. There are. And you just. There are moments there that are, are moments. cruddy. And you just, you just, but you don't have to cling to it. You don't have to make it this all-encompassing. I think that is what helped me release the perfectionism, is realizing that just because I have this emotion or this you know, this emotion of sadness or this emotion of guilt or this emotion of frustration, it doesn't mean that I have to live frustrated. I don't have to live guilty. I don't have to take that and turn it into this feeling that carries me all day. I can just feel it mm-hmm. and then just let it go and then move on. Have you heard the expression, was it really a bad day or was it just a bad five minutes that yeah. you're milking for all it's worth? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's, and some yeah. things are harder to break than others. I mean, I'm, I get it too. I mean, there are times where I have interactions with people and it hits me. And I'm like, oh, that I didn't see that one coming. That that really hurt. You know, yeah. and I have to kind of like like take a longer break than normal. I guess that's the long answer to yeah. call myself a recovered perfectionist. No, it's kinda so good. This is what I wanted. This is so <laughs> good. Thank you for visiting about this. So what is what drives you? Now that you've gotten this clarity point, what yeah. is it? What's your purpose? my passion is to really make a positive impact in the lives and environment of people that I'm around, Mm -hmm. including myself, including my dogs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, including groups. Mm -hmm. I love making an impact in a group, a positive impact in a group setting. Oh, cool. No, but I would say that that is a real passion that I have, making a positive impact. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of vague, um, but... I can feel it when it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm showing up as the best version of myself, the real authentic version of myself, there's a natural energy and a natural exchange that happens with people. Absolutely. And when they're giving that back, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that at different points in my, in my day, in my life. You know, I'll feel that with... Um, my colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, at work when we're working on a project and mm-hmm. we're getting excited about the project and we realize not only the impact that we're having by exchanging that positive energy, but the impact we're about to have when we go into a classroom. Right. 
you know, or the impact that we're about to create with our group of volunteers mm-hmm. and what that will do for the one child sitting there in that desk. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's an exciting energy there yeah. and you can feel it. It's the same thing it's the same way that I feel when I'm on the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that positive exchange of energy mm-hmm. between me and the riders. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. So what interrupts you from showing up authentically? Mm, if I'm tired. Okay. If I'm hungry. Yeah. Lots of physical stuff. So yeah. like, you know, if I haven't gotten enough sleep, um, if there's been a true interruption and I've had to shift in my day, if it's something really big, it can be difficult for me to recover from that. But I know it and I usually know it now, like in the moment, I'm like, this is going to be tough. Okay. This is going to be tough to recover. So I'll kind of look at my schedule and if there's something else I can, if I can like, oop, that was supposed to happen. We got to bump that now because yeah. I got to deal with this. Yeah. Um, that helps as well. I also have a series of every morning a journal. So I've got a lot of habits set up. So I have a series of power questions that I ask in the morning and I have a series of questions that I ask myself in the evening. And one question that I ask myself in the morning that has really helped me is what could happen today that could trip me up? And how would my best self handle that? So good. And so just looking throughout my day, being like, okay, and really realistically asking the question. And then thinking through if if I am showing up as my best self, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, my most authentic being. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? How do I handle that? Mm-hmm. You know. I think one word that I keeps popping into my mind with everything you're describing is intentionality. Mm-hmm. You're very intentional. You're intentional with your time. You're intentional with your self-care. You're intentional with recognizing what state you're in. Mm-hmm. You're intentional with situations when you go into them. You don't just go into them haphazardly. One of the things even, um, you know, you hear a lot and even Brendan Burchard, maybe one of the people who said this is like, you know, high performers ask themselves the right questions. And so you don't go into a meeting just like you ask yourself ahead of time, what am I going to, what is my goal to achieve in this meeting? What outcome do I want to see? Is that true of you? I feel like about that before, that that's something that you do is that you set the intention before you go so that when things as they will sometimes go awry or start going a different direction, you can bring it back to what is the goal and purpose of, of, of this meeting. And it's one of the reasons that you're an outstanding leader. So I think I know the answer to this. What, okay. what would you say to someone who says, this is just the way I am and I'll just have to learn to accept it. Is that, I mean, is that really what they want? Is that really how they feel? I probably just let him feel it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's how you want to feel it. That's such a, I don't control other people. I only control me kind of (laughs) response. Now, if they're asking for my opinion, it might be a little different, you know? Yeah. So. I love that, Christine, because I was looking for a, would you give them advice? And Mm -hmm. you're like, I would let them feel that. Mm -hmm. That's where they're at. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that describes, I mean, that, that's their journey. It is. Not mine. That's not my journey. That's good. You caught me off, and I like it. Um, <laughs> what practices are you absolutely committed to, and why? So, physical fitness. Okay, it's a huge personal commitment. Um, it resets my mind and my body, and um, you know, it lights me up. You know? Good. So. Physical fitness for sure, and particularly cycling. <laughs> was, there ever, yeah. was there ever a time when you didn't have that as a part of your life, and how? What's the difference? So, physical fitness has always been a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed it. I get the runner's high or dopamine high. You that, do. Yeah, I get it. I get I've it. Never got I get it. it. <laughs> I know, and I, I know a lot of people that don't. So I always like kind of like I just you know to each their own because I know not everybody gets it. Yeah. So. But I get it, and I get it pretty quick when I'm doing cardio. Oh, like, awesome! Within ten minutes, I'm like my brain is on. My brain is lit up. Whether I'm a writer or I'm instructing or I'm, um, there are some activities that I have to think so 
hard that it's, it takes me a while to get the dopamine cake. Like I'm pretty terrible aerobics. <laughs> and so, and so, and so like, I'm just like, uh, you know, you have to concentrate. I have to really concentrate. Yeah. Maybe if I went enough, then I could, uh, I could maybe be pull it off. But, um, but yes, yeah, so I, uh, physical fitness, I'm absolutely committed to. Uh, and then I mentioned before, you know, self care and, and I journal a lot. I, mm-hmm. I journal in the morning. Um, I try to journal in the evenings. I'm not as religious about journaling in the evenings because um, sometimes I'm just done Mm -hmm. because I get up early. And I meditate. Okay. Yeah. So, What is self-care? Self-care is listening to that little part of your heart that you want to ignore and doing it. That's good, Christine. You, at the beginning of this year or last year or sometime, I think it was in 2019, you committed to every day I'm going to do one thing that makes me happy. I'm committed Mm -hmm. to every day I'm doing one thing that makes me happy. And Mm -hmm. I sent you a text a while back and I said, are you still doing that? And you said, that and so much more. (laughs) So yeah, that I, sounds like me too. <laughs> I love it. So, do you, do you? Is it creepy that I remember the text? No, it doesn't. People sometimes will say that because I'll I write note cards to uh-huh. people as well, and I'll be like, "Do you remember when you wrote me?" And I'm like, "I don't remember," but that sounds like me. That's no. so, that I probably did that. It's I, I'm, so good. You know, you're saying I did it. I did it. So, yeah. yeah. And so it's just because the things that you know. That's one of the great gifts that you are, Christine, or that you have is sending people whether you're. Speaking or replying to a text or sending a note card, you you say things that are that have an impact. Like you don't say things that make you go like, okay, well everybody else says that too. Mm-hmm. You say things that that pique people's curiosity and call them up, and that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does that. Anyway, so what are some of the other things? <laughs> can you is that something you can get into? Or you said I do something that makes me happy every single day, mm-hmm. and you said oh that and so and much so more. Much more. Yeah. So every day, think about what is something that I can be excited about today, mm-hmm. right? So what's something that I can be excited about? Like there's something like, and some of these practices, they were harder during the COVID shutdown. Sure. And um, I also recognize how fortunate I am in my situation to be able to embrace the philosophy at all that happiness is a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, because there is so much sadness and destruction and horror in the world. And so I'm not discounting that. Um, the, the book that has had the biggest influence on my life is Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful book and I highly recommend it to anybody to read. Um, I own a copy. So if anybody wants to borrow it, <laughs> so borrow it's a great it. book. I got notes. Um, it's a great book, uh, and he was a Holocaust survivor, mm-hmm. and he found happiness uh, while he was um, in the camps. And so, you know, so doing something every day to make you happy, sometimes it is just simply finding the gratitude for, you know, I'm waking up today and I'm breathing, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go for a walk, and I'm going to be happy about that Mm -hmm. and I'm going to find happiness in that but then continuing on so let's say you're going down your walk like you're talking about just different things in the day and then you keep going and this is going to sound super hippie but you know I was taking a walk one day and I saw this older gentleman he was elderly in jeans and a dress shirt and a belt this was super early in the morning and he was showing two older women sitting on a bench how many push-ups he could do. I love it. And I stopped and counted with him because I, I was it. like, do it. I was like, this is so great. <laughs> I was like, so I stopped so and I was good. like, come on, man. You can do more than that. You can do more than that. You That's know what I mean? So it was, good. And so, like, so doing something, like, the walk made me happy, right? Just getting up, having gratitude for the day, and going on a walk. That was my happiness choice. But then the second choice was to engage in what was happening right there, which was a hilarious, unique situation, uh-huh. and just jump it all in. That's so you good. Know? It's like, why not? Yes. Like, so many of us are just afraid to live, but just live. Like, just live your life, and you're going to find 
you're going to find ways to be happy. That's good. I love yeah. that. That's so good. How, yeah, because yeah, we talk ourselves out of that. And that's also that self-care, if it's back to the definition you gave, which is listening to that little mm-hmm. voice that you want to ignore. Some mm-hmm. people would want to ignore the voice that says like, yeah. hey, help him count. Yeah. That's so good. I love <laughs> that. That's a great story. So what learning curve are you in right now? So I still can go into complaining. Okay. So that's something that, particularly with the day-to-day stuff, you know, um, I have to, I have to still be pretty aware of that, mm-hmm. because that that is just a cultural habit that everybody else loves to jump into. Sure. And so sometimes it's constructive, like something actually happens, and you're talking through something, and you're like, oh, that was really frustrating. Let's talk through it. And, and then you process it. And then you process it and you move on. Mm-hmm. Great. But then when you kind of you're like, oh, this is going on for too long. Mm -hmm. I need to stop because we don't, like, we, whoever is in my presence, they don't need to continue to hear all the random complaining thoughts going through my mind right now. I need to just shut it down. Yeah. Take a deep breath, take a break, and move on to the next thing. That's right. Yeah. I think that it complaining, it we get our validation through it Mm -hmm. when other people jump on with us. It's like, oh, I'm going to get some. Yeah. It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What has been the game changer your life the game changer oh opening fire cycle was huge game changer okay definitely um and and then making the decision to really personal development yeah oh personal development people we kind of find each other Uh you know we're like oh you're into it too oh are you into it you know so yeah but we kind of we kind of like okay like are you into you know christine that's so true because i never (laughs) know it's almost like i never noticed anybody into personal development and then all of a sudden i am and suddenly i'm like what oh Mm -hmm. of course of course yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and you start to hear things you hear you hear similar language you hear quotes you see that somebody says i'm reading such and such and you're like you're immediately on it. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what did you think? What did you, you know, uh-huh. you're like, okay, you're into this. Um, you know, and not everybody is, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that making that decision for me has just helped me just be happier mm-hmm. in general. Cool. And, you know, because I think a lot of people are afraid sometimes, even people that are into personal development, to really, you don't have to share it. You know, you don't have to share with other people. You can just deep dive into the book or whatever mm-hmm. you're wanting to explore about yourself. And I encourage people to at least journal about it. Mm-hmm. You know, at least do something, even if it's bullet points, to help you see, you know, or test, like, where you're at. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a great way to just live a more fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I say it every time I'm talking to somebody because it's really genuinely where I'm at, which is, you know, I'm not where I need to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. And it's, that's, that's where I'm at constantly is that place of like appreciating what's in front of me now and, and where I am. I'm so grateful. I need to, I really, before I get too much long further along, I need to write down where I am so that I can genuinely look back. I feel like I've already just grown leaps and bounds um, in the past, especially six months. Mm -hmm. And I, so I, you know, but looking, what's a year from now going to look like when I keep these habits, asking myself power questions in the morning, Mm -hmm. asking myself power questions at night, Mm -hmm. um, doing simple things that are like, I told myself for years, I'm 42 years old. And I told myself for years, I'm never going to be a morning person. I'm still not inclined to be a morning person, but I, by gosh, get up and I jump through a cold shower mm-hmm. in the morning because mm-hmm. I know yeah. that a cold shower physiologically wakes up your body and puts it into shock. And so then even if you're not a morning person, just get up and go jump in the cold or a cold pool I or whatever. I always just feel for everyone who who is not a morning person because the world, the world just really rewards us well. <laughs> It's set up for us. It's so great. Like morning people were like, the world is our oyster. Literally. Like it's so fantastic. And then, and then our, my nighttime friends, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I don't, I don't even know what happens at 11 o'clock at night. I don't even, I don't know. I don't know why you're doing, I don't know why you're awake. I don't know why uh-huh. you're 
cooking or redoing your home or whatever you're doing at uh-huh. 11 o'clock at night is just beyond me, you know? So, and nothing is open. So if you uh-huh. run out of a supply, you can't run and go get it. Yeah. But if you're starting something at 5 a.m., oh, just wait till 6. They'll be open. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody That's will be open. So good. Yeah. So. I love how you're saying that. And I would agree. And I'm not a natural morning person, but anytime <laughs> I do get up and I get started with my day, I love the morning air. Mm. Yeah. It's so great. I, if I'll just get up and do it, you're right. The morning rewards you. Mm-hmm. I love how you put that. That's yeah. right. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll be there. So a year from now, I'm going to be like, sorry about all y'all, not owls. <laughs> there is, I want to go back to your last question. Okay. I, there is something else. When you talked about learning curve and I talked about the complaining, there is something else that I've incorporated recently that has really been a game changer. And that's celebrating the daily wins. So that's something that, Brennan Burchard talks about uh-huh. heavily. And for type A people, it's really hard to do. <laughs> and the reason why is because you're looking at all the stuff you didn't get done. Yeah. And you're like, oh. But celebrate even the small wins. Like, I stuck to my commitments today. Yes. I stopped when I said I was going to stop. And then I went and had dinner with my spouse. Good. I did, you know, I... I promised myself this and I did it. Mm-hmm. I was nice to that person. I sent them a note randomly, you know, cause it's yeah. so easy for us. Like we're strivers, right? Yeah. So we're always looking for ways to like edge it up a little bit uh-huh. or improve a little bit. And that's really fantastic and is powerful and serves us really well. It really does. It mm-hmm. really does serve sure, us well. Sure. Yeah. But there's also that part where you're like, oh, but I never took time to really celebrate anything. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I thought that meant I had to like stop and be like, oh, I'm going to have a cake, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, like, oh, celebrations, like, oh, it's just like, let's slow me down. But you know, it just got to stop and like, just recognize, just recognize yeah. that you did, you did those things. And that, that makes you feel awesome. Yeah. And it, it, shifts, awesome. it shifts your focus to those things. And then your brain starts searching for the wins during the day and it helps you become even more positive Um, because at the end of the day if you're asking yourself what did I do today that was like what did I learn from today what did I what areas did I do well in how are you a game changer how am I a game changer I see you oh yeah that's really important that's my game changing. It is. And it's quality necessary. It's really good, Christine. I'm glad that you see that in yourself. <laughs> you know, it's good. Some people can't see what it is. That they, and that is such a really, I love it. You've summed it up really concisely. It's good. If the world was your audience for five minutes and it was a guarantee they would hang on your every word, what piece of advice would you give? Movement is a blessing. Move. Don't sit still. Move. Physically. Physically move your body. Because if you physically get up and start moving your body, your mind will follow. Mm -hmm. Your chemistry. Your chemistry will follow. There are so many people that struggle to move. Mm -hmm. And movement, it's just, it's such a gift. So Mm -hmm. just move. That's good. If I had the world as my audience, that would be what I would say. I'd be like, move your body. That's good. That's good. Um, Lastly, what advice would you give to someone who says, I'm stuck? Speaking of movement, this is more like mental movement. I'm stuck. I'm afraid to move forward because I'm afraid it won't be good enough. Yeah. That's real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just just take the one step. I think sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, I'm not going to be perfect, right? Like, I'm not going to be perfect on the bike or I'm not going to be able to do all the moves or I'm not going to be able to be what I think it's supposed to be like and we we use that as an ex- as an excuse and we use it we just clutch like or cling I guess would be a better word to that fear but sometimes all you got to do is just take that one step forward mm-hmm. like maybe someone who's stuck being like okay so you're talking to me about being stuck that's your first foot forward Oh, good. So why don't you now tell me why you think you're stuck? Mm-hmm. Let's make that your second foot, mm-hmm. right? And then your next step, your next step can be what is one thing you can do today to help move you forward? Just mm-hmm. one thing. It could be super small, super, super small, mm-hmm. right? If you're that stuck, 
right? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Is there anything else that you feel like you would love to share or... I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is so good. I don't think so. I'm just so glad you had me on. I've Man. never been on a podcast. I'm always up for an adventure. I I like, this am, sounds great. I'm We're going to talk about personal development, my, my favorite topic. Your heartbeat. <laughs> like, right? so let's do Your it. Heartbeat. I was well, like, I'm in. You know? I'll tell you, I am super pumped. I, I can't believe you haven't been invited to more podcasts <laughs> because I just think, well, I don't know how many are being produced I don't know either. around here either, <laughs> but you should be because you are, you are a game changer. And oh, so thank you, Hannah. thank you for all that you are in my life. So thank you. Back awesome. at you. Thanks. <laughs> wow. I don't know about you, but I feel both inspired and equipped a little better to tackle my days and my obligations with a little more ferocity and a little more intentionality. I hope that you also got as much out of that interview as I did. As promised, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about the Abilene Education Foundation, also known as AEF. To get more information about their programs, you can visit www.aaeeff.org. And the way I remember it is AEF, it's worth repeating, aaeeff.org. There you can find out about all the different programs that they have to support teachers and to support education in the Abilene Independent School District including the COOL program, which stands for College Offers Opportunities for Life. It's a college advising program on each of the high school campuses. There are gift grants to first-time teachers, STAR teacher grants, which help supplement anything that the district funds in order for teachers to bring innovative projects into the classroom. There are really too many programs for me to go over in detail on this podcast, but do visit their website. Again, that's www.aaeeff.org to learn about the myriad of programs available through the Abilene Education Foundation. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard and you feel like someone else would benefit from it, please share it with your friends. Also, please leave me a rating and review. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Pursuing Perfectcellence, on Facebook at Pursuing Perfectcellence Podcast, on Twitter at PERF underscore excellence, and you can reach me by email at perfectcellent at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you back here next week with my next episode of Pursuing Perfectcellence as we go on the journey together away from the paralyzing pursuit of perfection and toward the empowering expectation for personal excellence. Have a great week, friends.